Hi, dear friend. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Fabiano Nyonguru, currently ministering here in the Seventh-day Adventist Church in South Australia, and I'm privileged to serve in two churches, both at Meros Park as well as Sinai, and um, Sinai being up no- in the northern parts of Adelaide, in Davron Park, and Meros uh, SDO Church being right in, in the southern parts of Adelaide, in the area of Meros Park. It's not interesting. And so, friends, wherever you might be listening from, I am so delighted that you have tuned in and that... Um, yeah, and that you've chosen uh, Faith FM. In fact, this is the best place. This is the best place to be, and the best radio in town, wherever you might be. This is the right place to be on Faith FM. Uh, whether you are driving, whether you are at home, wherever you might be, if you're still at work, uh, I'm so glad that you have tuned in. And welcome, dear friend. And uh, how's your day? How are you feeling? And if you're in South Australia, how are you taking in the weather? It's rather cold and very wet now. We kind of need the rain, but at the same time, I feel like recently we've been getting too much of a blessing. Friends, the world around us is changing, and therefore, uh, we have to, um, you know, ask important questions in life as well. And uh, such questions involve looking at what Jesus had to teach in Scripture. And uh, therefore, I'm once again uh, pleased to let you know that we're still continuing under the theme, Radical Teaching in the Parables of Christ. And the topic particularly for today is the story of um, Jesus' interact, in, interactions with the rich young ruler, which is found there in Matthew chapter 19. A very wonderful uh, interaction and discourse there, uh, one that is worth reading and um, th- uh, meditating upon. Um, and today we are privileged to have our co-host, uh, Pastor Hugh Heenan, who is going to lead us in that discussion as we try to dig deeper into that uh, discourse. How are you doing, Pastor, Pastor Hugh? Oh, I'm doing very well there, Fabiano. It's great to wonderful. be with you in the studio. In fact, for those who are listening in, you won't know this, but I just tiptoed into the studio <laughs> just this very moment. Uh, I'm trying to squeeze. Um, moving in between ministry and ministry in between moving. Oh, wow. Yes. The kingdom <laughs> of God amazing. is always on the move. <laughs> that's and it. And so is the Advent movement. Uh, but we are literally moving house. Just yeah, yeah that, that's wonderful. Yeah, actually, how, how is that going? Um, have you settled or... Uh, have you done all the final cleaning? Uh, what's happening? <laughs> oh, it's a work in progress. Mm. Um, but uh, yes, no, we, we, we are literally like a, a snail. Right. Know, carrying right, the whole right. house on the back, pretty much. But we, <laughs> okay. we've, um, yeah, we've managed to, I guess, move the, the, the heavy lifting items for the Wonderful. most part. And mm. so, yeah, it's sort of uh, getting towards the, the downhill run now. All so, right. yeah, looking all forward right. to uh, ah. moving into the new house. That's awesome. Would yeah. you say that your new house is better? Or would you say, <laughs> hey? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, the longer you've been around in ministry and moved from one place to another to share the good news of mm. Jesus Christ, the more you long for the home in heaven. Mm. And, uh, you know, all the right. only thing that uh, that brings me greater joy than uh-huh. that thought is to see my joy and, and yours as 
well, Fabio. Uh-huh. Your joy made complete in seeing others' lives lit up, faces lit up, lives changed. That's right. Um, knowing that they too will yes. enjoy forever together with Jesus Christ and uh, and us. And That's so, right. yeah, looking looking forward to moving into the new house, but not as much <laughs> as the the, the, right. the, uh, the the our Father's house. Amen, yes. amen. And for those who are wondering, hey, if you read in John fourteen, Jesus speaks about this uh, mansion which he has gone to. Uh, uh, build and prepare for you and me So uh, what a wonderful Opportunity for anyone who uh, Would like to be part of that kingdom I, I believe you want to You you would, you would love to be there I hope so uh, It is um, the um, one of the gifts Or the uh, things that we're looking forward to Obviously uh, once we get to heaven the, Our new uh, dwelling uh, Our new place Our new home uh, In fact a home that is going to be far better in any home you could ever have here mm. on earth. Far better than Trump's uh, <laughs> estate. You know, I was looking at that recently. I'm like, man, he owns quite a lot. And yeah, far better than that, friends. Um, you you yeah. mean the, the Mirage Alago? They call That's it the Mar-a-Lago, the right? Mar-a-Lago. But, but you might as well be the Mirage Alago. <laughs> That's it. Uh, because it's not as, uh, it won't last as long exactly. uh, as yeah, the kingdom yeah, of heaven. Yeah, yeah. That's yes. right. That's right. So yeah, so here on Faith FM, you can actually. Uh, re-listen to these presentations and other uh, programs from uh, other various presenters across the country here in South Australia. All you have to do is one, get the Faith FM app if you can. If not, jump onto uh, faithfm.com.au and you'll be amazed at the amount of uh, resources, different topics that have been covered by various presenters and I believe that you'll be blessed uh, uh, through those. And so I would encourage you to um, get either the app or jump onto the actual website. Uh, also here in the studio, you can actually reach out to us uh, on 04 11. That is 04888-80811. So friends, yeah, I would encourage you to, uh, to, um, to, to connect with us because sometimes it can feel a little bit lonely if you're not getting some interactions happening. So we'd love to hear where you're listening from. Uh, just, uh, once again, reach out to us on 04888-80811. Now talking about, uh, uh, the trends in the world currently, I just found something quite interesting. This um, was published on Wednesday, uh, 17th of August, uh, 2022. Uh, and uh, the title says, um, 1,500-year-old inscription points to site of Apostle Peter's home. Archaeologist. <laughs> hmm, that captured my attention. So, uh, the author goes on to say that a team of Isra- Israeli and American archaeologists has uncovered 1,500-year-old inscription on a centuries-old basilica near, and that caught my attention too, near the Sea of Galilee that strongly suggests that the building was constructed over the home of Apostle Peter. Uh, now, the Greek inscription references uh, the donor, which is Constantine the Seventh of Christ. Apparently, that's what it says. And Constantine was a fourth-century Roman emperor who uh, covenant, uh, converted rather to Christianity, and then includes a portion for the inscription uh, from the chief. And this I quote: "The chief and commander of the heavenly apostles." End quote. That uh, that later or later uh, phrase. Uh, references Peter, apparently, that's what the archaeologists say. They say, hey, the chief of the, uh, or the chief and commander of the heavenly apostles must be Peter. Uh, so, hmm, 
it's quite interesting. Apparently, uh, the the people who have discovered um, uh, this uh, this inscription uh, had um, started a movement, uh, and uh, they, this movement was uh, called the. Um, Okay, I just lost. Uh, there you go. The Church of the Apostles. That's what they call it. And, uh, but yeah, fascinating stuff. Uh, and you might be wondering, oh, what's so interesting about that? Well, uh, I don't know about you, Pastor Hugh, but, um, when I hear, uh, the Apostle Peter and the Basilica, uh, being built upon th- that, uh, inscription of which they believe it's where the house of, uh, apparently, the Apostle Peter <laughs> was that. It, 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 um, it reminds me of the claim that uh, the Catholic Church uh, um, has uh, in regards to Peter being apparently the, 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 the one of whom the apostolic succession, you know, uh, um, was given to them in that, in that Peter is apparently the, the, the cornerstone upon whom the, uh, if if I get this correct, of, of whom their um, institution is built upon, and you know all of that, um, so I found that to be quite interesting. Uh, that uh, there is that sentiment in there, um, and uh, I guess the question would be: uh, Is that of is that is that uh, important? Even if it was true. Well, that's a really good question there, Fabiano. I, I think probably the first thing we should note is that this is not the first time mm. that there's been a finding in, and I'm assuming this is in uh, uh, Capernaum or what would have been known as Capernaum, mm-hmm. uh, which is, of course, um, referring not just back to the time of Christ, but back to the time of the prophet Nahum right. uh, and of the Old Testament. <clears throat> and so it's it's a, it's quite a venerable site, if anything. But if you do go forward to the time of Peter, uh-huh. um, of course, that was the base where Jesus was. What makes that place of Capernaum so important is yeah. the fact that that's where Jesus spent the great preponderance of his ministry, um, and and that's that's where his local church was at, so yeah. to speak. You yeah. know, of, of all the uh, churches that have been formed, uh, uh-huh. that was the first you could say, right, in a right. sense, yes, in yes. a sense. Um, but um, the, the truth of the matter is that um, there has been, and I don't know if this is the exact same site or not, but uh-huh. there has been a site that has been found some years ago. Right. Uh, that has been claimed to be the home of uh, uh, Cephas or Peter, right, uh, right. and or Petros, if you like. Uh-huh. Uh, or, but um, what's interesting about that, of course, is that uh, Jesus was playing a, a, a word game with yes. his name, right. uh, and and just the very names themselves indicate that um, that. Jesus was saying that uh, you are uh, Petros, but upon this Petra, upon this rock, I shall build my church. So Jesus was saying, you're like a pebble, but upon the rock, and if we could only be there and see stage left, stage right, we might have actually (laughs) seen Jesus pointing to himself. Yes, uh, yes, And saying, well, upon this rock shall the kingdom of heaven be built. And of course, Mm. there is no greater cornerstone, if we're going (laughs) to use and and utilize that term that was just referred to before, um, uh, than the Lord Jesus Christ. No other um, foundation can Mm. be built upon than than he exactly, um, but I think something else that should be pointed out here is, you said that that inscription was from one thousand five hundred years ago, or has been dated to that period. That's right, which I think is very telling because, of course, uh, we're now then talking about a period that's five hundred years after the time of Christ. That's right, uh, and therefore it is somebody else's interpretation of matters mm. uh, at a period of time where already um, the church at Rome uh, has declared itself to be the preeminent 
church. I'm not, not saying that in any pejorative sense at all. I'm just saying right, that in a historical right. sense. That's right. Um, amongst all the main centers of Christianity, it, it declared itself to be the preeminent uh, center of Christianity mm-hmm. already by that stage. Uh, and so, therefore, um, this, this person or persons who made the inscription, not Jesus, not Peter, not anyone alive at that time, but centuries later, yeah. uh, would have been aware of those claims and would mm. be living in the light of those later claims of a church situated not at Capernaum, not at Jerusalem, <laughs> not even at Antioch, but a That's church right. that was based across the other side of the sea, the Mediterranean Sea, in mm. Rome. A church to which Peter himself uh, wrote a letter, or wrote a letter about in yes. his general letter, saying, uh, to those of you who are in Babylon, which is interesting. <laughs> so Peter himself, there's no actual conclusive evidence. Yes that he ever set foot in Rome, by right, the way. Right. We know Paul did, yes. but we can't be oh, yeah. absolutely certain that Peter did. Mm. And uh, and so uh, uh, Simon Marcus, we think, may have, but yes. certainly uh, there's no conclusive evidence of Simon Peter uh, right. doing so. Uh, but he himself wrote a letter to believers in Rome um, uh, referencing Rome as being a place more akin to Babylon, old ancient Babylon, godless yeah. Babylon, and uh, end-time Babylon than to uh, to uh, any center that could be considered uh, to be the nerve center of Christianity rather than the nerve center of simply an empire. Right. Um, so anyway, just a few th- quick thoughts there in response to that. But, uh, <laughs> but I think the main point there is that uh, uh, this was written down not as scripture. This hmm. is someone's idea written down, uh, if indeed it's what they found, um, 1,500 years ago or 500 years after that's the right. time of Christ. And of course, we already had the scriptures well and truly yes. hundreds of years before that time. That's right. Uh, and uh, they made it clear that uh, Jesus is the cornerstone. Mm, that's yeah, right. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that is fascinating. And um, just hearing, I guess, uh, articles or reading articles like this, where certain connections are trying to be forged. It's just fascinating. But uh, I guess that leads me to uh, a thought uh, of which we will be discussing under, and this is the idea of uh, uh, material wealth, associations, influences, and the place that they take in in one's life, uh, all of that, and really what should be important. And I, I, I think we might touch a bit on that in the uh, subject of today, which is uh, the story of Christ's interaction with a rich young ruler. But before we could pose any question that will lead us into the study, let us just have a short word of prayer. We'll take a break and then we'll launch uh, straight into that. Let us pray together. Father in heaven, Lord, we want to thank you first and foremost that Jesus is the chief cornerstone, mm. that he is the foundation of our church, and that he is the rock of whom we can, um, uh, what should I say, uh, our rock, our defense, our fortress. Uh, and Lord, we want to thank you for uh, Jesus and his um, um Mercy towards us, the um, the redemption, uh, the work there on the cross, and what He has done for mankind, in that uh, He has uh, snatched us out of the um, uh, out of uh, this wretched situation uh, and uh, the uh, the dark uh, sin darkened world of which uh, we find ourselves. And Lord, we want to thank you for this opportunity to discuss under this uh, important topic about. Um, uh, the interaction between Christ and uh, the rich young ruler and what we can learn from there, the challenges uh, that we find in there. Uh, Lord, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would uh, uh, open our minds to hear 
and uh, uh, teach us something new. Help us to learn more of Christ and uh, more of um, uh, what we can actually uh, take home as a takeaway message so we may draw much nearer to Christ as well. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Friends, let me uh, inform you of a free giveaway that we have. Uh, uh, this is once again a book that you love to have. Uh, we do have that uh, on uh, uh, prepared uh, for anyone who would like to claim this. Uh, but I'll let you know soon um, once I get to it. But just so you know, you will need this number, 0488808811, once we uh, get to announcing the uh, the free giveaway. So please don't go. Uh, we have a lot to share, uh, as well as uh, the free giveaway today. And uh, we would like to also interact with you and hear from you. Where are you listening from? And uh, what are your thoughts Especially on this topic of uh, Jesus and the and, and the rich young ruler, um, I don't want to give away too much yet as to where we're heading. Uh, hence, I'm just giving you the broad uh, uh, subject line there: uh, the story of Christ's interaction with the rich young ruler. That's it. And so, friends, let's come to a song, and this is the song by Keith and Christy Giddy and Ricky Skaggs. Interesting. <laughs> it is the song "Simple Living." I hope you enjoy it and. We'll be right back shortly, so please enjoy this beautiful tune. A rich young man came to ask of Christ, Good teacher, will you tell me what must I do for eternal life? I've kept your laws completely, sell all you have, give to the poor. Shall be yours How hard for those who are rich on earth To gain the wealth of heaven Now Jesus sat by the offering gate As people brought their money The rich they filled the collection plate The widow gave a penny 
What a beautiful song. Thank you for tuning in once again. This is Faith FM Draft Time with Fabiano and Hugh here in the studio. Did you enjoy those tunes? Ah, it was quite amazing. I love it. I can imagine playing that on my way back home. So, <laughs> friends, <laughs> I don't know what you think, Hugh. That was a beautiful song. It was, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I was almost uh, going to jump up and uh, link arms with you and start dancing <laughs> right, along to right, it. It's a right. great song, it full is. of joy and grace. Amen, lovely, lovely amen, amen. And so, friends, our theme for this week has been Radical Teaching in the parables of Christ and today we're delving into the story of Christ's interaction with the rich young ruler and my first question to you is what is this story all about where where is it found in scripture uh, let's get into it what is it mm. uh, what, what's so interesting about the interactions between Christ and the rich young ruler oh I think there's so much that could be said about just how interesting and captivating this story is uh, there's, there's uh, so many different angles by which we would say this is a great and intriguing story mm-hmm. um, it's found in the gospel of Matthew as we were saying before there in Matthew chapter 19 but it's also found in the gospel of Mark as mm. well as the gospel of Luke Right. and there's very little differences between them there are a few little differences that's what we love as Bible scholars uh-huh. And so if you're someone at home who's listening in, or on the road and you're thinking to yourself, hey, you know, I'd like to dig a little deeper into this, really encourage you, go away and take a look at Matthew 19, Mark 10, and Luke 18. Yes. Uh, and take a look at uh, the passages in each of those chapters that relate to this story. Mm. Uh, because what I think you'll find is some intriguing little differences here and there. But by and large, it is mostly the same. And that's what you'd expect when you'd see um, uh, two, uh, or rather, an eyewitness. Right. And uh, someone who was close to an eyewitness and someone who came after the facts and gained the insights of eyewitnesses. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll get different perspectives on the same um, same subject. Right. Um, and, uh, and so or, uh, I guess you'd say that uh, this is the hallmark of truth about this particular story. Yes. This story was very clearly something which happened, yes. uh, as we know is true of Scripture as a whole. Yes. Um, but certainly we can see that uh, this has the ring of truth about it. And there's not just with regards to the differing eyewitness accounts, but uh-huh. just how true it is to life. Right, And I right, think we're going to okay. see how radical uh-huh. Jesus' teaching in this uh, story, this episode, uh, happens to be. Mm. 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 And it relates intriguingly or interestingly to, uh, to parables, because we're talking about parables, and yes. most people would think about this story and think, well, is this a parable? I thought this really happened. Uh-huh. Yes, it did. But there's also <laughs> a parable within the story. Within the story. Yeah, mm, so this is a little bit of a slightly unique story within the Gospels. Wow, interesting. All right, so what? Ha- so what's the? Um, how does it, th- th- does the story begin? Um, well, uh, it begins suddenly because uh, in Matthew 19 and right. verse 16, it says that just then. So whenever I see something like that, you know, you've probably heard a preacher say many times, if it says therefore, well, what came before? Before, that's you right. You know, and, uh, uh, and here in this case, for then or just then, mm-hmm. it would give us this sense of, well, something happened just before this that may connect with it. Yes. Um, and I want to bring that to our attention because just before this, and this is true in all three gospel accounts, right, right. Uh, is that Jesus is interacting with parents and little children mm-hmm. and and uh, the um, parents wanting to bring their little children to Jesus to be blessed uh, their young ones uh, and uh, and uh, the disciples are saying no 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 uh, and uh, rebuked the parents no no Jesus is a bit busy for you perhaps they might be saying just now he's talking to some really important people mm-hmm. um, perhaps about some really important topics he doesn't have time for your little ones um, 
And Jesus rebukes the disciples. Uh-huh, and he uh-huh. says, let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, for the right. kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Hmm. And when he had placed his hands on them, he went on from there. Uh, and so he didn't make another move, didn't move another muscle until he had spent some time with the, the next generation. Wow. Um, he really considered that to be really important. I think that's really important for us to consider as well. Yes. So what's the connection? Well, um, the connection between that and the following uh, with the rich young ruler is, well, first of all, these were parents bringing their young children. Mm. The rich young ruler, well, he's young. Yes. <laughs> he's a man, but he's a young man. That's right. Uh, from what we can tell from the from the passage. Mm. Uh, and so this is someone who's starting out in their life as well. This is a next generation type person too. Right. Uh, and to such the kingdom of heaven belongs also. Mm. But note this. The kingdom of heaven doesn't just belong to the rich. <laughs> it belongs to everyone, big right. and small, yes. rich and poor, mm. um, thin and, well, we won't finish that sentence because <laughs> none of us are at the end of that sentence. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it is for everybody. The kingdom of heaven is for all, uh, irrespective. And, and here we see that, um, that Jesus uh, is making it clear that everyone uh, can be a part of the kingdom of heaven. Mm. And that's interesting because that is what immediately precedes this story. Uh, and, uh, and so the least uh, are most favored, uh, as it were. All of us are the least of these, actually. Yes. Um, and so nothing should stop us from coming to Jesus. Nothing should stop us from belonging to the kingdom of heaven. Mm. And then this man comes up to Jesus, this young man, and he says, Teacher, or in some uh, Gospels, good teacher, um, yes. what good thing or what thing must I do to get eternal life? Um, now, Mark's Gospel points out that he falls upon his knees, so he's clearly wow. very earnest. Mm. Uh, but irrespective of the outward appearance yes. uh, or of his uh, wealth behind him, yes. um, notice the emphasis of his words that emanate from within him. So it's not mm. the outward appearance, it's what's coming from within his heart that yes. uh, is really important here. And he says, and here are the two operative words, uh-huh. do, get. Right. Okay. You know, what must I do to get? <laughs> right? So that's, right. that's his emphasis uh, right here. <laughs> yes. uh, and, and I find it instructive what Jesus says to him. Well, first of all, um, he's responding to every little word this man says. He says, first of all, well, why do you ask me about what is good? There is only one who is good. And so in other words, he's saying, you're calling me a good teacher, but let me just mm. subtly indicate to you or highlight something to you about my divinity. Mm. You know, we would often look at this as, as Jesus saying, well, he's, he's um, undermining his divinity. Actually, no, he's subtly highlighting his divinity here. Right, right, um, right. <clears throat> and so that's why you're coming to me. Uh-huh. It's because I have the authority of say in this matter. Wow, okay. Um, and so he says, then he says, if you want to enter life, mm-hmm. keep the commandments. So he's responding, actually, to the, the rich young ruler um, who's saying, do, get. <laughs> and Jesus is saying, well, keep. Yes. Yeah, if you want to enter life, if you want to enter the kingdom of heaven, keep the commandments of God. Mm. And then it's fascinating because, Fabiana, what is he, what's the question that the young man says? Uh, well, he says, um, looking at verse uh, uh, 20. Oh, young, sorry, uh, even 18, I think. Oh, 18, 18. Yeah. All right, says him, which one? <laughs> which ones? Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah, that, uh, yeah. That's he a- had to ask. <laughs> Don't you find that fascinating? Actually, that's quite interesting because um, if you look at what Jesus said in verse 17, he says, mm. if you want to enter into the uh, into life, I'm reading from New, New King James here, mm. if you want to enter into life, Keep the commandments. Mm. You know, it, it's, it's, there's the plural. So, yes. But then for him, it sounds like he wants to be particular 
And he says, which one? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, right. and I guess this is in keeping with uh, the debates that were going on at the time and so uh-huh. on, um, but uh, amongst rabbis and such. However, that being said, if he was um, inquiring closely of or following God closely, mm. um, he would really have known what Jesus was saying. Mm. Because right. uh, yeah, the when he says, keep the commandments, right. uh, you can talk about all of the many laws uh-huh. uh, of uh, the Old Testament, uh, or rather of the, the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, or you could really be saying, well, yeah, um, the commandments are summed up essentially mm. In the ten, ten. yeah, the constitution of the commandments of of God's law, if you will. Um, So, but it's interesting. He says, "Which ones?" Um, So, uh, it seems to me that um, either he's confused or he's not actually been following things closely. So, he earnestly wants, but is he really someone who has been passionately pursuing? It raises a question. Yes, Um, and so Jesus replies anyway. He says, "Well, uh, and by the way." Whether you're passionately pursuing the kingdom of heaven or not, uh-huh. dear listener, um, take heart because of what Jesus is about to reveal. Right. Because Jesus says here, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony. Now, those are the, 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 what, uh, the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth commandments. That's right. right. From the second tablet of the, of the commandments. Yeah, mm. that's right. And so they relate, of course, to relationship, relationship isn't it? Uh, yeah. between whom? Between people, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's that that lateral, That's horizontal right. interrelationships uh, between human beings, between yeah. each other, yeah. um, within society. Uh-huh. But then, having gone through the sixth through ninth commandments, he reverts back to the fifth, right. and he says, "Honor your father and mother." At least here in in Matthew's account, and then he finishes up by saying, "Love your neighbor." As yourself. Mm. So instead of the tenth commandment, he indicates here a something which is faithful to the intent of the tenth commandment right. uh, to uh, to treat your neighbour well or to not covet your neighbour's this that and the other. Yes. Um, and uh, and perhaps if he had if he'd been specific about that, he might have given away what he's going to say next. So he held mm. he held back a little bit. But he says, "Love your neighbour as yourself." In other words, he's summarising yes. all of that second part of the Ten Commandments. It relates to our relationships between right. each other. Um, and uh, so uh, this is interesting because, in other words, he is listing those things that are very clearly easily perceptible in our relationship with each other. They're not related to our relationship uh, with God, which is oftentimes the dynamic is not always to, uh, immediately seen. Mm. Um, and, uh, and that then leads us to verse 20, because uh-huh. the young man says what? All these things I have kept from my youth. Mm. What do I still lack? Interesting. <laughs> now, let's just focus on that first part there. All these I have kept. Well, I don't know about you, Fabiano, but uh, that sounds a little bit deluded. Yes. Can I be blunt? Yes. Uh, you know, to have kept them means not to have done them or once or even sometimes or simply tick them off the list, but yeah. to keep them. That, for me, it sounds Perfectly. like this person was perfect. In other words, he's actually saying, hey, I'm spotless in a sense. Mm, <laughs> mm, yeah, so, so I've got a clean sheet here, mm. Jesus. Um, and then, as you've rightly pointed out, the young man says, well, what do I still lack? Now, notice that word, lack. Mm. So notice the emphasis is upon having or lacking possessions. Mm. Jesus is then, what he next says, is going to respond to that emphasis in what he says, because he says, if you want to be perfect, mm. go, sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. 
Now, by the way, that's a good thing because that can't be taken away from you, can it? No, definitely that not. Young, which yep, young man's right. uh, possessions can be, hmm. but our treasures in heaven can never be taken away. That's correct. Um, and then he says, then come, follow me. So Jesus is not saying to him, um, look, <laughs> go away and sell your possessions in an uncaring sense. He cares about this young man. Uh, in fact, um, Mark's gospel says that he looked upon this young man and loved him. Wow. You know, he saw the earnestness of this young man. That's right. And he thought to himself, you know, I love this guy. I love the fact that he, he really wants to be a part of the kingdom of heaven. Uh, he may not have been entirely passionately pursuing it to this point, but he is wanting uh, to be in. Mm. He's wanting to have. Um, he wants to do and then get. Um, and look, he may not get it, but he wants to do and get something. And so I want him in my kingdom. And so yeah. Jesus loves him and he wants him to follow him. And so then he gives mm. him this challenge, That's right. which is particular to him, but he does it in a way that is designed to help him. Now, I want to just yeah. unpack something. I'm going to ask you a question, Fabiola. <laughs> right. Um, uh, in place of our listeners. So basically, um, the question needs to be, I think, this. What a challenge. It's a stiff challenge. He's a rich young man. He's mm-hmm. got all these possessions. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got everything going for him, for him in life materially. Yes. Why on earth would Jesus say to him, um, you know, put up this almost like a, a barrier to him entering the kingdom of heaven, say to him, um, you know, sell it all up and then follow me. And not for mm. a profit, to give away. And right. then follow me. Um, you know, wh- why is Jesus requiring or asking this of this young man is this something that's required of all of us or just this young man or what are we to make of this what do you think fabiana well i think for me it goes back to um to what you just said earlier in that jesus looked at um uh i think you were quoting from mark looked at this young ruler and said and, and realized that he actually had um uh, the right motives he was uh i would say in my own uh, way of um, thinking this and the way I see this, I would say that he was not the kind of a person who uh, just want to go through the emotions to say, oh yeah, I love God, oh yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm bound for heaven. But he's actually a person who is practical. He wants to, uh, he's intentional, he wants to do what is right. His mind is in the, his mind and heart is in the right place. He's a person who, like, like Jesus points this out in verse 21, he says, if you want to be perfect, so in other words, he wants to make sure that he pleases God. I think God is gen- is then um, trying. Well, Jesus, aka God. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so Jesus is actually uh, now, I guess, uh, in my view, hitting at the very root of all things, uh, mm. of all emotions and and and, uh, and uh, desires and motives and all that, which is really at the at the root uh, at the heart. Uh, the root of all things is actually at the heart. And so Jesus is actually saying, okay, well. You are a rich young ruler. You've got it all. You have the right motives. Actually, you know what? Why don't you, you know, let go? So, mm. so, so let go of these things. Maybe Jesus could actually see that, you know, you know, uh, uh, that in his heart, you know, though he had those right intentions, maybe there was that one thing there. Uh, and he said, Hey, what then don't you just set yourself free from these things? Mm. And because after all, these things were given as a blessing. Let them be a blessing then to others. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking that's maybe what Jesus is 
trying to get to here. Mm. Uh, the uh, the heart of the matter. The heart <laughs> of the matter. I love that phrase. That's a great <laughs> phrase that you've used there because it's so true. This is a young man uh, for whom, uh, yes, he earnestly is wanting to, to seek out and have the kingdom of heaven yeah. and be a part of it, um, but um, there is a blockage. There is something that is hindering him. Uh, and in his case, it is uh, his wealth that is doing so. Now, does that mean that everyone that comes to Jesus must give up all of their material wealth? Well, the answer to that is actually no. Um, but if it is hindering you, if it is stopping you from taking a hold of something that's worth far more, far greater than yeah. the, the paltry bit of uh, gold and silver that you may have mm. compared to the kingdom of God, then let it go and, and take a hold of of the kingdom of heaven. Let go of what you cannot uh, keep um, and take a hold of what you cannot lose uh, when you have Christ and you have eternity. Um, right. Now, for somebody else, it might have been a different challenge that God, uh, God, I'm doing the same thing as you, God the Son, Jesus, That's might right. have been a different challenge that was given. Say, if somebody was really struggling um, with uh, uh, stealing, <clears throat> or someone was really struggling with regards to um, popularity and they want to be popular with everybody, or someone else is struggling with regards to um, uh, wanting to be powerful mm. or um, in, you know, influential within government or something, That's then right. he would challenge them in that area. Um, yes. Because if it's going to come between them mm. and eternal life, yes. well, it's not worth holding on to. It's not worth it. That's right. Um, and so Jesus loves this guy. He wants the best for him, and that's why he gives him this challenge. Mm. It's not so much as a stiff challenge, so much as it is a, a, a help to this guy yes. to let go of what's holding him back. So, that's right. And this is important because with this rich young ruler, his whole thrust was to add to what he already had. Mm. He wanted to simply add to his portfolio uh, <laughs> when it came to the kingdom of heaven, just like some sort of material investment. Uh, it wasn't to subtract from what he had, yes. um, no matter that giving up what he ultimately cannot keep to gain, mm. um, uh, you know, what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Um, it's, or, or for the fact that, you know, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his very own soul? Mm. Um, you know, even despite that, um, he was really wanting to hold on to everything he had, even whilst adding uh, to that portfolio, adding to it by adding the kingdom of heaven to it, like as if it was just simply another uh, additional bit of wealth, if, mm. if anything. So the whole thrust of what he was asking, if I do this, I'll get that. Yes. You know, uh, I... I I have all of this, but I still lack something material. That's right. That's I right. need to add the kingdom of heaven to that mix, and I'll have everything I could ever dream of materially. Uh, and Jesus is trying to broaden his view mm. a little bit more. Um, and I want you to notice why we know that's true. Yes. Because notice the purpose of selling his wealth is to give to those who don't have anything or simply don't have enough of what they need, let mm. alone what they may want. Wow. And when that is required of him or asked of him, he balks. Yes. So, therefore, he hasn't actually kept the commandments at all. Ah. Because it, the commandments that Jesus mentioned were summarized by love your neighbor as yourself. Well, mm. he's not loving his neighbor as himself. He's loving himself as himself. Um, he doesn't want to care for or love other people mm. by giving to them uh, of his wealth. Um, he wants to keep it all to himself. Mm. Um, so, he, he actually... He, he he actually has put self, yes. he's actually quite a selfish young man in yes. a way, and he, that is coming between him and the kingdom of heaven. That's right. 
Yeah. That's um, quite interesting. Mm. So, yeah. so this is actually to help him. It's not Jesus is trying to dishearten him, but to help him overcome his particular encumbrance or hindrance. Um, and as we said before, Mark's gospel tells us that Jesus heard and he saw his earnestness. He looked upon him and he loved him. So Jesus wanted to set him free from what was trapping him. Yes. He was trapped by his wealth. Maybe right. some of you who are listening today are trapped by um, thoughts of worthlessness. This mm. is a man who wanted great, wanted to retain great worth in the eyes of others. Well, maybe some, some of our listeners today have the opposite problem. Maybe you are feeling uh, a lack of self-esteem, a lack of any kind of worth, and uh, wondered where you can fit in society at all. Mm. Um, and, and Jesus would come to you and want you to fill you up with, uh, right. with a, something of greater value. Yes. Likewise, with this rich young ruler, he wanted to fill him up with something of greater value than That's silver right. and gold. Wow. It's something that money cannot buy. Amen. Mm. We'll, we'll come back and we'll probably pick up uh, where we left off um, uh, there, Pastor Hugh, and uh, we'll look at what Jesus says immediately after that and, uh, and maybe see how that, I guess, relates to some of the challenges that we are going through today. But uh, let me just uh, come to a short break and uh, introduce um, another song. And uh, But before we play uh, this particular song, I'd just like to remind those who are listening that we do have an awesome book, one that, it, that, that you should have. Uh, and uh, this is the topic, uh, rather the book, I should say, that uh, I believe that, um, you know, you, you should have in your library and uh, a free offer. This is Kindness Living by Jeff um how do you how would you pronounce w e h r uh ver ver all right interesting ver. so so it's, it well, must maybe, be german maybe, maybe even weir but right. depends whether you want to say it germanically or not i guess okay so yeah. before i can let you know how to get that free offer keep this number this is the number 0438808811 after the song i'll tell you some more so please do uh stay uh, stick around rather and we'll be right back shortly This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Are you puzzled about where our world is heading? Are you searching for truth? Faith FM would like to invite you to Searching for Certainty, a free eight-part series at Melrose Park Seventh-day Adventist Church, 123 Edward Street, Melrose Park. Running every Friday and Saturday in August at 6pm on Fridays and 3pm on Saturdays, there'll be free refreshments and you'll discover trustworthy answers to your big life questions. Remember, that's every Friday at 6pm and every Saturday at 3pm, right throughout August at Melrose Park Seventh-day Adventist Church. To reserve your place, contact Fabiano on 0415 030 590. That's 0415 030 590. Who? <laughs> 
song um, there uh, referencing Revelation chapter 3 uh, you know even those who have accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior at times uh, in fact most of the time uh, they are lacking in many ways mm-hmm. and uh, here Jesus speaking to the church today the church of the last days I actually says hey you you think you are all that, but you're actually not. You know, you think mm. you're clothed, but you're actually not. And um, you know, as as Pastor Hugh was sharing, that a similar thought came to my mind as well to say, hey, uh, actually in life, uh, and more so in the spiritual uh, uh, realm, uh, it is the supposedly little things that are actually big things. Mm. And, uh, you know, here Jesus is, uh, you know, interacting with this young ruler and this young ruler is wanting to do big things for God. You know, what am I lacking? You know, that kind of a mentality. Mm. Uh, actually, and Jesus points to the seemingly small things. Uh, small thing, you know, the matter of the heart, uh, the heart of the matter, the issues of the heart, mm. and uh, 
And it is in those things uh, that seem to be lead to that he starts wrestling with and struggling with. And we all struggle in the seemingly little things. In fact, someone no longer ago said, actually, hey, when you look at our uh, doctrinal beliefs, the teachings that, you know, the teachings of the scriptures, uh, the big things, yeah, we tend to understand. Oh, yeah, no issues. But the seemingly small things, the things that touch our heart, we tend to wrestle there. So I, I found that to be quite interesting that it, it was brought out uh, in this um uh, in this parable and story as well uh, there, Pastor Hugh. But before we even delve much deeper, let me just help those who are maybe sitting on the edge of their seat waiting to claim this free offer by telling them that you can get a free offer by just sending the following code word, S-A, uh, hold on, S-A, uh, it's coming. <laughs> that is SA68. All right. SA68. If you send that to the number 04888 the Faith FM giveaway about to reply asking for the necessary details and then we'll make sure that that comes to you. Once again, this is Faith FM, the draft time, big Q&A with Pastor Hughes. So, Pastor, let me ask now, you know, uh, in this uh, seemingly big thing, small things, mm. uh, thing that I've just discovered there, what else does Jesus says, uh, especially for those who are desirous to enter the kingdom of heaven? Yes, I think you're right. I think you hit the nail on the head there, really, Fabiana, because the truth of the matter is that there are some things that are small in the greater big scheme of things mm. that we let get in the way of claiming uh, the, the great things that God wants for us to have and to enjoy. Right. And so, to give you an example of that, in this story here, clearly this young ruler, this rich young man uh, was valuing uh, his wealth or valuing material yeah. things more than mm. other people, but yes. also more than God and mm. more than the very thing he was claiming he wanted to have, the kingdom right. of heaven. Right. Uh, and that's what kept him from, from going in to the kingdom of heaven at this point yeah. in the story at least yeah. because when he heard Jesus say this he went away sadly mm-hmm. so he was wanting to grasp onto this what, what little he had if only he knew how much <laughs> he had even though it seemed like a lot was little compared to what God was willing to offer Yeah, um, and uh, and that's not just true if we're talking about material wealth but about other things in life the, the, the things which are little compared to the great that God wants to give mm-hmm. um, and then Jesus says something really interesting this is where the parable comes in yeah. to the story uh-huh. because we're wrapped up in this episode, Jesus shares this parable about the eye of a needle. Right. And he says to his disciples, truly I tell you, it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Now, what is that really saying? Well, you know, what it's saying is it's hard to um, enter the kingdom of God, or it's hard when you want to uh, fit seemingly through a tight spot. You can only fit through a tight spot if you're not attached to a whole lot of other items or possessions yes. uh, to yourself. So, you know, when I was younger, I had a, a few instances of going spelunking or caving. Um, I was going to ask what you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And, and uh, when, when I did that, if I had to get into some sort of tight spot, I have to take off anything that could snag me underground and leave me trapped there. Right. Immobile, unable to get out, unable That's to go right. forward, unable to go back, just trapped. And likewise, in this example, Jesus gives us an example of an oversized creature, in this case a mm. camel, with its lumpy humps <laughs> protruding out from his main body, going through a tight spot. Right. Um, and, and so, yeah, Jesus is saying that if we want to enter into something so wonderful as the kingdom of heaven, there's a few things we're just going to have to jettison, a few things we're going to have to let go of, that if we, the, the more we grasp a hold of them in our hand or into yeah. ourselves, the, the, the bigger we become, the more 
more the, the more of a focus on ourselves and the bigger we become mm. and the smaller the kingdom of heaven becomes and we just can't seem to fit in wow. or fit through and into the kingdom of heaven. So wow. there's a few things we need to let go. Yes. Um, and uh, indeed, at that time, it was claimed that there was a needle gate or the eye of the needle gate um, and uh, that there's this gate in Jerusalem which opened um, uh, a great big gate in the day but after the main gate was closed there was a smaller gate at night right. and a camel could not pass through the smaller gate uh-huh. for security purposes unless it had stooped down and had its, all of its baggage removed. Uh-huh. And so the idea here is that the, the rich young ruler had to remove some of the baggage to enter into something greater, mm. and once having passed through to the greater expanse of the kingdom of heaven, yes. far richer, far greater, far, far more wonderful than he could even dream or imagine, or far more wonderful than what he already possessed or had wow. in his life. Now, that's a great story. Yes. But there's no widely accepted evidence for the existence of such a gate. Right. <laughs> um, it could be the truth. Uh-huh. We're not sure. Uh-huh. The evidence is disputed. Yes. Um, it could be better translated, actually, as uh-huh. rather than a camel, yes. a cable going through the eye of a needle. Right. It's possible that it might be uh, um, camelos instead of camelos. Okay. That's how close the two words were in the Greek. Right. Um, so, um, but either way... I don't think it overly matters mm. as such. Um, but the disciples' reaction, I think, tells us which one it probably is. Uh-huh. And that is because they're so greatly astonished and say, who can then be saved? Yes. And so I think Jesus was actually using the example of a camel. Right, because right. how can a camel ever go through the eye of a needle? A cable <laughs> maybe can be reduced down in yes. some amazing way, but yes. a camel never could. Um, and so Jesus, though, even though that's impossible, Jesus then looks at them and says, with man, this is impossible. Yes. But with God, all things, things. are That's possible. Right. Wow. Um, and then Peter says, well, we've left everything to follow you. What then will there be for us? Mm. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> I hope we're all ans- asking that question. Jesus said to them, and he says to us, truly I tell you, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Is that the whole point here, that we get to sit on thrones? Well, no, because then Jesus says this. He says, and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters... Well, that's that's meaningful for me. I've just left a house. Um, <laughs> or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last and many who are last will be first. In other words, God wants all to be in his kingdom mm. and will handsomely reward us all equally. There was no distinction between saved believers. Yeah. Uh, in fact, that is the whole point of this parable of the camel through the eye of the needle. Uh-huh. None of us enter the kingdom of God except by his grace. Amen. Indeed, this parable, get this, was used, and sometimes Jesus would do this, it was used before his time okay. to refer to God being willing to do just like the rich young ruler said, what must I do to get right. eternal life? Right. This is actually a parable that was used even before Jesus right. to indicate what God is willing to do, whatever it takes to make it possible for us all to enter into God's kingdom. We must simply believe and we must follow faithfully in the spirit of the one who was willing to do whatever it took for us to enter the kingdom of heaven, yes. including the Son of God himself, Dying upon the cross. That was what he was willing to do. Wonderful. He was willing to die upon the cross and enter through death's eye of the needle, that is the grave itself, in order to rescue us from our sin and death, that we might have his life. Wow. And, um, you know, Jesus did this in a few different places um, in the Gospels where he borrowed an idea yes. and he made it even more radical. Uh, and, and so what Jesus is saying here, he's twisting it on its head. 
Mm. And he's pointing out here that uh, God is willing to do whatever it takes. He's willing to do the impossible. That it might be possible for you, no matter what the barrier seems to be for our listeners uh, on the road or at home or wherever we are tonight, no matter what that barrier seemingly insurmountable might be, Mm. it is not insurmountable to God and he is willing to help each one of us to enter into the kingdom of heaven. There might be a few things we might need to let go in order to take hold of something far greater than we could ever ask, dream or imagine. And I really would encourage our listeners tonight to trust God and be the camel that enters through the eye of the needle, or at least allow the one who entered through the, the eye of the needle of death for our sake to take you there. So that's my prayer for each one of our listeners tonight. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Thank you, friend, for tuning in. It's been wonderful having Pastor Hugh with us, and what an what an insight, what an amazing um uh, discovery and uh, life transforming uh, moment for some of us as we wrestle with these thoughts. You know, someone has said, whatever man loves more than he loves Christ makes him unworthy of Christ. And so, friends, I'd like to leave you with this thought. Matthew 11, uh, chapter 11, verse 28. It says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Let us pray together. Father in heaven, thank you for uh, chasing after us and doing whatever it takes to uh, save us. And Lord, we pray that you may give us uh, that... um uh, that you may give us the Holy Spirit, that we may respond to the Holy Spirit. And I pray that you may also help us to respond to uh, this message uh, which we had just heard today. Uh, Lord, we pray that you may allow us, um, rather help us, I should say, to uh, let go and let you take care of everything. Father, I pray that you may be with us. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <music> 